everything like that. And then you actually have some social fun too, crafting together. Crafting together can be a lot of fun. How about your local craft stores? Often they will um, uh, set up tables so that you can craft there, or maybe they have specific crafting projects on certain days of the week. I know that um, I believe Hobby Lobby and Michael's and, you know, even Home Depot does that. They'll teach you certain things on certain days of the week and you can just come and, um, you know, use their areas, which is a great option. <clears throat> Excuse me. How about um, pop-up locations? Um, like, uh, you know, if you have your supply cart or your bag or your satchel full of stuff, um, you know, you can you can take your stuff on the road. How about if you go to the beach, you know, beach and glue and sand, that might be a little tricky, but the picnic table by the beach might work under a nice palm tree. You know, everybody else is out there getting their, um, their tan in a way or, or something like that. And you're like, hmm, this may be an opportune time to craft. Found myself a little shade under the palm, tea, palm tree and away I go. And, um, you know, just thinking of goofy ways or fun ways that might expand your universe when it comes to crafting. Um, like, for example, in the RV, if you have an RV, uh, that's a, a great time to uh, hit the road, but uh, do some crafting along the way. You never know what you come across. And, you know, we're very good scavengers. We junk journal makers and um, there are supplies around us everywhere. So we know we can make something out of nothing um, in the blink of an eye or the shake of a hat. Um, and that's no problem. So I think if you have your basics with you, you're going to be pretty good to go because you're going to find things to make things with as you go. You're, there's going to be pamphlets and brochures and magazines and newspapers and books and um, advertisements and maps. And there's going to be so many things you're going to come across and you're, you're going to have your junk journaling head, your brain working. And of course, that famous question of or that thought of, oh, I could use this in a junk journal. I could use that in a junk journal. Oh my gosh, I can see a thousand things to do with this. It just happens. It starts to happen. It's like it's like a, wearing a different set of eyeglasses, a different set of readers that just constantly scour the world for possibilities of what you can use to make a junk journal anywhere you go or embellishments or, um, you know, just, just fun little things. You're going to be collecting strings and twines and uh, threads and and all sorts of amazing things and sometimes when you get out of your own environment you get out of your own craft room you get out of your own little world you'll start to see other things that you don't normally see when you're in your own little world and that will spark a lot of creativity and excitement to get out there and look at things with fresh eyes and uh, you know I've talked about this before nature nature is constantly giving you free craft supplies all those leaves all those flowers all those twigs all the different um, pine needles and and um, you know uh, so many things I mean it's just it's uh, just take a walk in the park go for uh, a little exploratory junk journal um, adventure in your local park and start grabbing up little things that catch your eye. Pick up that pretty leaf, you know, bring it home and, and make a little collection for yourself. And uh, I'm going to show you how to do the, um, the fast drying method so you can use your uh, plants, your, um, your leaves and your flowers quickly so you don't have to wait a hundred years for them to flatten out and dry. Although you can and it's super, that's nothing wrong with that method too. Um, especially if you get the little, uh, uh, train going. You know, you get a pick up a few here this day, a few here that day, and you let a week or two, a month or two or something pass. And next thing you know, you're able to pull out stuff out of your book, your press book, um, almost on a daily basis because you have it going. 
But if that it doesn't work for you, then I will show you the easy way that I have discovered. I just sort of fell across it, actually. Um, it's not really rocket science, and there's lots of videos on it. Um, but I, I'm just going to show you the way I do it, which just it just seems to work, and it's super super fun and fast. But um, yeah, that'll probably come out pretty soon, actually. Um, I just wait until I get some more flowers. But I just wanted to, you know, talk about the different crafting uh, areas that we that we use. Um, how about if you've got a piano and the, the it's closed, the lid is closed and there all of a sudden you've got this crafting space. How about your sewing table when you're not using it? It, it can become a crafting space. How about the little pop-up TV tables that maybe you use to have that little snack in front of the TV? Maybe that could be a great little crafting space. Um, there's so many little places in our lives where we, where we can fit it in and you just got to have uh, uh, open eyes and open ears and... Um, just uh, look for it and give yourself the gift of being able to craft at a moment's notice anywhere, anytime. And you might find that your, might, your life might just be a little more sparkly and a little more happy if you do get that sense of joy and pleasure and fun while you're crafting. Um, I really encourage you all to you know, focus on that and focus on the joy and the fun and let go of the frustration when it happens. I know it happens. It happens to me too. Uh, but I try and let it go and I try and work with something when I find feel like it's going wrong or it's going awry or it's going amok. Just try to guide myself back into, okay, I don't like this exactly the way it is, but how could I make it better? And if I just keep asking me that, myself that one little question, how could I make it better? It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the best Mona Lisa that was ever made, but is there something I could do to this that would just make it a smidge better? And if I'm really not liking it, anything that I do to it, it has got to be better than what it is. And uh, even if it doesn't turn out to be anything at all that I like in the end, at least I had a fun exploratory process of looking at things differently. And in that, there's great learning. And there's great adventure and there's great um, moments of your life where you're actually creating something new, something from nothing. It may not be perfect or beautiful, but there is a positive experience in the process of creating it. Um, I try not to get too married to any supplies, like oh, I have to always use it. Well, I do with that with the, uh, I don't have to always use my, my uh, oxide colors or whatever, but um, my dyes. But, uh, you know, try different things and expand your universe. Your crafting area, um, if it's anything like mine, um, shrinks to a one foot by one foot size space. No matter what, it doesn't matter if I'm in a room, if I'm in front of the television, if I'm at the kitchen table. But when I pull out my stuff, all of a sudden, that's all I've got left. I've got my one foot by one foot space to work. And uh, so I'm thinking about instead of fighting that, um, what what if I embrace it? What if I just look at at you know, I really craft in a one foot by one foot space and I could take that map of that one foot by one foot space and I could place that anywhere. Really, if I can do it here at home, I could do that anywhere. So um, trying to open up possibilities and I hope this was uh, uh, something that you you know tickled your fancy a little bit. I, I'm always curious to hear about um, how you guys adapt crafting into your lives and your world. So, um, uh, you know, let us know and... Uh, um, that's the topic for today. We've got a lot more coming for you here. I keep talking about the we. There's me. <laughs> I've got a lot more coming for you. I've got a whole list of video and um, podcast ideas for you coming soon. So I hope you're out there having lots of fun. I hope you are remembering that fun can be simple and that you are creating with reckless abandon and come over and uh, check out my latest videos on the YouTube. I've got a 
series right now I'm uh, called using up book pages which has about 52 episodes in it and I just started another uh, set of episodes called um, uh, page journal page layout ideas and I think I'm going to be starting another episode series uh, using junk mail uh, for junk journals and uh, all that there's like a myriad of things that we can do with junk mail there's so uh, many different things and we'll never run out of supply so that's awesome and I think most people have access to junk mail so I think that might be fun too and uh, so there's a lot of things coming and I look forward to talking to you guys again stay tuned and uh, have an awesome day everybody happy crafting take care this episode is brought to you by visit Williamsburg In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everybody, this is Pam from the Paper Outpost, uh, joining you today on the podcast, The Paper Outpost, The Joy of Junk Journaling, and today's topic is craft rooms, craft spaces, craft studios, where we choose to make our crafts, and the decisions that go into that, and the different kinds of options that we have. Now I'm going to tell you a funny little story. Okay, um, it's an odd story, but I figured I'd share it with you because it's right on point, right on topic here today. So where I craft is a craft room in my house and it used to be my dining room. And I no longer have my dining room. Um, I have a craft room instead. And the way that came about is a little bit odd, so I'll tell you the story quickly. Um, so basically, my mother died in my dining room. Uh, No, she didn't keel over at the dining table, thankfully, Uh, but uh, she got sick and um, long story short, uh, she stayed with us um, with hospice care and she couldn't go upstairs anymore to her room and uh, so we cleaned out the dining room and we made it her, basically the hospice at home room and uh, so she uh, passed away in this room. So once that happened, uh, I believe this was back in 2009, I could no longer eat a meal in the dining room after we put the table back in here after all that. And so I thought, talk to my husband about it, and um, we decided we were going to make the room uh, something different. And he said, it's up to you, honey. You make the room whatever you want to make it. So at first we tried a workout room and I came in and I painted the walls and we cleaned everything out. It was just an empty space and we tried to, you know, work out in here and that kind of flopped along for a while, but really, you know, that kind of <laughs> that ship sailed. And, uh, you know, he said, you always wanted a craft room. Why don't you make it a craft room? And uh, so um, uh, I said, you know what, I think that's a great idea. So basically, long story short, uh, I literally sit right where my mom died (laughs) and I make my crafts. And at the time I thought, oh, is this going to be weird? Is it going to be odd? Well, no, it it turns out it actually makes me feel good because I know she would want me to create things and create new life and bring new things into existence. And uh, I have her picture and a picture of my dad, who's also passed away, up on uh, the wall. It sits on top of a uh, bureau. And uh, so they feel like they're here with me, um, encouraging me to craft along and follow my joys and my passions. So thanks, Mom and Dad, for that. Um, But I just thought I'd share that with you. 
Um, never really shared that before, but uh, that's that's the honest to God truth. I no longer have a dining room. I don't have a dining room table. We just gave it away and the chairs and the, all that stuff. And, um, you know, we eat out in the kitchen, basically. <laughs> um, but crafting, um, you know, when you pick your crafting space, sometimes um, not everybody has a, a craft room. That's, I understand that. And uh, let's talk about, let's put these in, I would say, ranking order. Let's talk about the ultimate. I mean, to me, the ultimate dream would be a separate studio somewhere, a uh, separate craft studio. And I know I've talked to some of you crafters who actually have this. Maybe it's an off-site place, uh, maybe a, almost like a little store somewhere, or perhaps you have rented studio space somewhere, or perhaps you have converted a garage on your property into your art studio, craft studio, or maybe you have a cabin in the woods or something miraculous like that, and that's where you do your crafting, and life is wonderful. Oh, um, I just thought of another one because <laughs> I know somebody else who crafts that way. Um, and, you know, that to me would be the ultimate. And maybe there's, um, you know, like crafting centers and stuff like that and crafting retreats and the amazing places you can you can craft like that and crafting getaway weekends and fun like that. Um, but, you know, for most of us, we're either in our uh, homes or our apartments or our condos or our you know, RVs or our, you know, whatever have you, our tents. <laughs> and we're, we're finding a way to craft. And, um, you know, another thing is uh, um, if you don't have a studio and you don't have a dedicated craft room, maybe you have a craft area. And I think probably most people um, might have this, uh, a craft area, and it might be a permanent craft area or it could be a temporary setup. Let's say, for example, it's in your kitchen and you craft in your kitchen because you've got a nice table to work on there and you can spread out. But at the end of the day, you sort of have to wrap everything up and clear the decks so the family can uh, come in and eat. So um, it's a, a, a temporary or a breakdown system, uh, situation where you might have to wrap everything together and move it and, and uh, use it for multiple purposes, this area. And that can work great. Um, a lot of people do that. I actually have a, a makeshift painting area in my kitchen. I have this little window that um, um, overlooks a little uh, body of water and it's very inspirational for me to sit there and paint and it's, I have really good light in there for that so that really helps um, but uh, um, you know if it's not your kitchen maybe it's your dining room you know a lot of times today dining rooms are just not used that much anymore um, or we have a den or a, you know a little home office or something like that it might have a little nook or an area that you're using to craft it might be a dedicated space. It might be a uh, collapsible space, too, that you have to clear the decks. Um, you know, some other unusual spaces might be the front porch or the back patio. Sometimes uh, we like to get some fresh air while we're crafting, and we set up a little uh, makeshift craft area while we're sitting on the front porch watching the neighbors walk by and, um, you know, maybe getting some cool breezes and uh, sipping lemonade in the summer or... Um, you know, maybe we've got a little heater out there in the winter or we're watching the fall colors change and we want to do some crafting and get inspired by that. Um, or the back patio, you know, the same thing. You're out looking over your, your uh, lawn in the back or uh, maybe you're sitting on your apartment balcony just looking out there and it's nice and quiet and nobody's bugging you and you're able to, you know, chill and, and unwind and do your things. And uh, it could be a nice sacred space. A nice, very peaceful, sacred space, which is hard to achieve and not always easy in this day and age when we have friends and family and obligations and responsibilities around us. Sometimes it is nice to carve out just a little tiny area. And it really doesn't take a lot of space because the most um, 
you know, the space occupying thing that we're doing when we're actually crafting is very small. It's only about a foot by foot. It's all the stuff that we feel we need to have around us at any moment um, that we drag into the space that we feel we need quick and easy access to all this stuff. But and I don't know about you guys, but I've always found that I tend to make the best meals when I have the least stuff in the fridge. Um, I have three things to work with and I got to make a meal out of it and um, it better be good because there's no going back. If I have 101 things, I'll put too many ingredients into the stew and all of a sudden I'll lose the flavor. Um, that happens all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But um, um, some other areas that you might find little nooks or... Um, Areas to, to craft in that maybe you use are a spare bedroom or if, like I said if you have a den or something like that um, Maybe maybe in your own personal bedroom Maybe you have a small table or a small space or something like that where you like to craft How about in your bed? I've talked to lots of crafters who actually craft in their bed. Maybe they're not feeling that good and um, They're they're uh, it's just comfortable. They've got space up there. They can spread out all their their little um, uh, you know, trinkets and things to play with all over their bed. And then when it's time to go to sleep, they just roll it all up and tuck it beside them in either a, a little makeshift um, bag or box or something they can slip under the bed or shove in the closet, something like that. Uh, I know there's so many ways all of us craft. I think it's amazing that we're so versatile and so adaptable to finding new ways to find a space to do it. And I think that's part of the joy of the commitment of crafting because we wouldn't go through this if it didn't make us feel wonderful. And it's amazing how adaptable and creative people can be in just creating a space to craft. Um, how about you have a little writing nook in your in your house somewhere? Uh, maybe sometimes like a little kitchen will have a little writing nook or maybe uh, in the living room, there's your, you know, your couch and your coffee table and stuff like that, which are prime locales. But you might have also just a little table with a chair off to the side, and maybe that's your favorite place to craft. Um, how about in the garage? Or have you ever converted part of your garage or some of your garage to a craft area? Um, you know, I used to make soap years ago, and I converted the entire garage to a um, soap-making operation. And uh, so I, <clears throat> you can definitely do stuff if, you have a, if you're fortunate enough to have a garage. Or maybe you have a shed. Maybe you have one of those garden sheds and you're able to get out there and uh, do a little crafting. Um, if you can get, you know, like a she shed or, or, or a man cave or something like that. Um, how fun is that? And here's a few other odd spots I was just uh, thinking about. Um, sometimes there is no real available spot. And you've got to think outside of the box, outside of the place that you live in. And um, one great place to craft where you can have a lot of peace and quiet if you just bring a nice little bag full of your favorites is the library, the local library. You can always go in there and just put stuff down on a table. You've got a nice big space. Put your stuff out and away you go. Nobody's going to bother you. It's going to be fun. How about the local coffee shop? If you have a nice, uh, very concise, tiny bag full of your favorites, you can fussy cut in a coffee shop. Why not? Um, uh, of course, in front of the television, another great place to set up camp. But uh, how about a local park? I mean, do you ever think about just grabbing a bag full of stuff and then taking it to your local park and setting up on a picnic table on a nice day? Um, might have to deal with a little bit of wind and stuff, but what a, what a nice place to give yourself a, a breath of fresh air and, uh, you know, pry your... Uh, uh, you know, bottom off the official craft chair at home and take your crafting on the road. Um, a lot of us like to craft, but uh, some of us travel and we would like to be able to have mobile uh, crafting ability so we can do it anywhere. And that's something that I really want to work on. I want to work on making a little um, satchel or a kit or something like that, that I can have my basics and then I can just craft wherever I am. And um, 
a grab and go. I know there's a lot of those carts and gizmos and uh, I don't want it to be too big or too overwhelming. I want it to be quick and easy, something I can just throw across my shoulder, maybe a cross shoulder bag type thing and um, learn how to do it on the go. I think that would be awesome. Um, how about in your car? How about fussy cutting in your car while you're waiting for, um, you know, somebody to come out of the shopping mall or the grocery store or waiting to pick up somebody at work or from soccer practice or something and you're sitting in your car and hey, you got a pair of scissors and some glue and some, uh, or you're going to, you know, make some clusters or embellishments or who knows, you know, there's all sorts of possibilities here. Um, just thinking about ways and ideas and how we can get our crafting time in because it, it uh, I know for a lot of us, it really is fulfilling. It makes, it refills our souls and regenerates our uh, um, moments of joy in, in just a regular day. And uh, if we can get this in in other places, it just expands our possibilities and opportunities so how about your friend's house there's a great option you can just you know keep your house all nice and neat and tidy and just you know take your little satchel full of stuff and land over at sally sue's and next thing you know you're both up and crafting and uh you know you didn't have to uh take up your kitchen table or 